0: is jennifer at no label brewery and you're listening to drink of ages radio show with john denman come on to no label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap don't forget to visit our website at no label for all events happening at our brewery hope to see you soon i can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now Beer.
1: Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show
0: dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music.
1: Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody.
2: Welcome to Drink of Ages radio show. I'm your host, John Denman. DJ Muskratch is the producer. We are sitting in the Drink of Ages pub. 1,005 Wall Drive, drinking nothing but the good beers, having some Copperhead Striker at the moment, moment, IPA, absolutely delicious, and you can find that beer around town, all over places, and uh, if you see it, get a pint of it, you're going to definitely like it, which, you know, is our guest for tonight's show, Seth Ernest from Copperhead Brewery is here, and so we'll be talking about all kind of different things with him, from Anniversary Party, three years coming up. It's a pretty phenomenal feat right there. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of things. Crazy. A lot of things have been have been learned. I'm sure it's going exactly as planned. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll discuss all kind of fun stuff with that and Copperhead Brewery. But this episode of Drink of Ages is sponsored by St. Arnold Oktoberfest. And it's coming up to that time of year that I know he has his lederhosen. Get him out, man. I mean, looking good. We all sit there with our big mugs. Sing polka songs and enjoy some Oktoberfest and St. Arnold, their Oktoberfest. I mean, it's a multi-award winning beer. I mean, from Jbf World Cup. Ah, man, it's nice, big full body, malty. Comes at a nice 6.6% ABV. And, you know, if that doesn't help, you know, get the Hosens on or off, uh, nothing will. But uh, <laughs> get out there and find some St. Arnold Oktoberfest at your favorite store or pub. Or, you know, stop by the new Beer Garden. If you haven't been over there, check it out and uh, try oh, man i'm going to draw a blank on the pizza. They have a pizza over there. The the it's brisket, purple onions, fresh jalapenos, a little swirl of barbecue sauce on it and it's absolutely phenomenal. Sounds good. Had the burger over there? Uh, and it, you know there's a lot there's a lot that goes in, in burgers, right? That that makes them good. You know, first you need, you know, the meat and all that, but one thing that um it's like the bun, you know, what's supporting this? And the buns they have over there Man, it's 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 they're they're just really good. So if you haven't been by the new beer garden, go over there and check it out. Plus, you know th- their claim also on the menu it says that the the world's or the city's greatest fries, and they are really good, good French fries. But uh, like I said earlier, Seth, Seth from Copperheads, hanging out. And man, yeah, just first off, congratulations three years coming up. Thank you. That's uh. That's that's just a lie because I mean to, at this point you've been planning this for ten <laughs> you know, to get to this point <laughs> on how it's gonna work out. Maybe and... Not
3: quite that long, but for a little bit, for a little bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's uh three years went by pretty damn quick. Like it seemed like yesterday I was still working at St. Arnold and had an idea, and and then now I'm like, hey. It's actually happened somehow. Mm-hmm. Remember those here. easy
2: days at St. Arnold, <laughs> when there was <laughs> a lot less stress and just made beer and drank beer and yeah, yeah. Now you've got the whole business. I mean, you run basically. I mean, you have a you run a brewery, uh, distribution, and you run a bar.
3: Pretty much, yeah. It's, uh, it's just three of us. If you count Winston, it's four, but he's.
2: He seems to be kind of lazy. You know, yeah, he, he, he likes s- to sit around and just watch what happens.
3: Yeah, he's like the supervisor, supervisor, yeah. and then like security guard on certain days.
2: You need that. No, uh, it's a, there's a. What people don't understand is, yeah, because I've heard it a lot. Because I had the once big plan of opening up a brewery, so I started meeting all the brewery owners, and it's like, nah, yeah, that's just that's, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm much more comfortable just like coasting and. <laughs> doing what I do. But um, but 3 years, 3 years you've I mean there's been a ton of changes for one in, in the whole Houston market, in the whole Houston area. Uh, and since you've been and there's probably been what another at least 18 breweries opened up in the last 3 years, 15. I would probably
3: guess it's more than that even at this point. Like, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's least. gone crazy.
2: So, and they're all opening, you know, this just from uh, more like a brew pub style, a little smaller, draft only. You can get on premise, which is great. And so, I mean, how do you how do you think that's going to? How do you think the market's going to continue on? Do you think we'll see? Because I feel like that we're still we can still add a whole lot more brew pubs. Like I could use two of them closer to my house. That'd, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd definitely. Be great.
3: Uh, I mean, Houston's such a big city. I mean, if you compare it to like Denver or anywhere in California. There are way more breweries and brew pubs per capita than there are here.
2: What was it's, it? it's not San even close Diego? here yet. There's only like four hundred something. Breweries yeah, I think total like breweries
3: and brew pubs combined, it's close to four hundred in San Diego. Yeah. I think. And I'm like, what?
2: This is San Diego. It's crazy. You can just, just turn around and, and just fall into another one every time you leave one. That's not a bad way there's to do gotta it. has
3: got to be like the there's the the comedian that had the joke about the Starbucks across the street from the Starbucks. Yes. There's got to be the brew pub across the street from the brew pub. It's got to exist there.
2: I'm sure it does. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that uh, you haven't seen around here so much is um, – as people trying to put breweries closer to one another. And everybody wanted to kind of be a little bit further away, trying to get their own little area yeah. for the first, you know, like from, say, eight years ago to uh, like four years ago, three years ago. Now people are like, nope, this is where we want to put it. This is where <laughs> it's going to go. And I always said that if I was going to start a brewery, I'd put it right next to St. Arnold. <laughs> 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 where you walk out and like, oh, yeah, park here. Come back when you're done. Come hang out over here. Sure just ride those coattails. Sure that would go over well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it would. Now, there's a whole story about uh, that Brock did come, and, and he, he saw me. There was that little pink house that was right next door to St. Arnold, and, and I was looking at that to do something. And I was over there eating lunch one day in the beer hall, and he was like, hey, man, what you doing stupid over there? And I was like, well, Brock, I'll be honest with you thinking about putting a small little brew pub, a little venue, something that we can sit around, have bands play at night and all that. And when everybody leaves your tour, they can come hang out over here. <laughs> <laughs> then he uh, informed me of the Elysian Viaduct being torn down and the house is going away and uh, all that stuff. So, you know, I appreciate that. But, yeah, same thing. When Carboc opened up, I was like, man, why wouldn't somebody put something over by Carboc and make it to where, you know, now all of a sudden you go to both. But...
3: Something similar to that effect has happened in Conroe. Now that there's three breweries in Conroe, Uh uh, Saturdays are crazy for all three breweries because there's people that are... They're curious, but they don't want to just check out one brewery. But if there's three that they can hit in an afternoon, they're absolutely making that drive. And yeah. We see it every weekend, and they're like, oh, yeah, we were over there. They sent us over here. I'm like, well, there's one more. Like, you check out Southern Star, or B-52? Or? Get
2: the trifecta. So
3: I'm like, yeah, if you're already up here, go check them out. We're all three uniquely different. We all do different beers. We all do them our own way. It's three different experiences hanging out.
2: And now they're all three air-conditioned.
3: Yeah, so I heard about that. I haven't been over there since that's uh, over 2 taken effect. Yes,
2: uh, air-conditioned tap room now. So it's it's uh it's uh, with Copperhead. Copperhead, you guys always had the air conditioning. Yeah, that
3: was in the plans from day one. Like I I'm not a fan of hot warehouses. If the beer is awesome, I will I will I will make the sacrifice. I guess and you know We've endure the hundred degree a warehouse. Yes. Yeah, there you, you know,
2: go. Know. <laughs> it's weird, you know, you go into a brush and you leave, like, five pounds lighter, but it's like, I drank, like, a gallon and a half of beer. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good for everything. And, yeah, air conditioning uh, is a very important thing uh, for tap rooms. And what's interesting is everywhere else you go, like, back to Denver, San Diego, and all that, how many, how many tap rooms have you gone in over there that weren't air conditioned or heated? But I guess maybe more for the heat, but not San Diego, but I mean, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. We're, we're in Houston and it is kind of swampy.
3: I don't know. Last time I was in Denver, we pretty much just hung out at true the whole time. That was a really fun place, especially if you're a metalhead, like it's like, it's like beer and metalhead heaven.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, uh, if you're not, then, uh, there were, we were there hanging out. Yeah. You know, Cause I mean, it's, it's <laughs> black, it's dark. There's metal plan. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, there's no hiding. Uh, you know what? they, hey, this is this is us. And you know, I we, think it's
3: cool though that the the beers are like opposite end of the spectrum from the vibe of the place because they had really good like uh, lighter IPAs, saisons, sours. yeah, like yeah. this lower ABV stuff that's really easy to drink and it's yeah. really light and it's and it's even like when we were there, I think their stout was only like six percent, like and we we. We hung out there, like, literally all night because I went, like, from one end of their tap list to the other and then probably back. Yeah. It, I, was, uh, it
2: was fun. They did their collaboration with Brash. When was that? Was that last year, the year before? It was last year. Yeah. And we were there for that, and Brash's was definitely stood out there <laughs> because, uh, like you said, they had all these lighter, easier, just nice drinking beers, and then you had uh, whatever they called it that was double, you know. 10, 12% stout or whatever it was. Oh, where.
3: yeah. They did the the big Imperial stout up there. Yes. I didn't actually get to try that one. I'm sad. I wanted yeah. to try it.
2: It was good. It was really good. But, yeah, true. That, that's a that's a cool spot. Yeah. But it's air-conditioned. <laughs> that, that top room was. Yeah. It was yep. nice. They have uh, the little placard in the bathroom, Muscar Slayer into your forearm, you know, pentagram. <laughs> in there, so... Yeah, it's, it's, um, uh, we'll be Denver and that's coming up October, September something. this month, September yeah, this, year? this year, yeah, September this year, wow. uh, the 20th, 21st, 22nd, that time JABF, uh, great American beer fest. And that's just a completely different Denver experience. If, if you've ever been part of that, uh, let's take a quick break. And actually when we get back, we'll talk some, some great American beer fests and, Some more just uh, Copperhead Brewery. Seth Ernest is our guest. This is Drink of Ages. We'll be right back. (laughs) Tap is killing it with their IPAs, Heavy Hands, Joostin, Houston Hayes, Draped Up. All have been phenomenal brews. With all the taste releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. Six and a half percent, nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma. The citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. If you are a fan of good beer, then come by Drink of Ages Pub 1005 Wall Drive in Montrose. We have over 200 beers with 32 specialty rotating taps of badass beers, cider, kombucha, and cold-brewed nitro coffee. Take a 32-ounce growler or build a mixed six-pack to go. You can even bring your own growlers in, and we will fill them. Drink of Ages Pub, badass beer for here, badass beer to go. This is Thomas Keel over at Drink of Ages Pub. I am represent No Label Brewing Company. That's right, No Label Brewing Company. We're out in Katy. We're talking to you about some fun beers that we make One of those beers is Squeeze and Twist Session IPA. It's coming in at 4.4%. That beer is crushable, delectable, tasteable. Fantastic beer. You're going to get a lot of nice fruit notes coming up up front with some pininess kind of woven in between. Get that beer right now at a retailer, at Drink of Ages Pub, or any place that you like to get delicious craft beers.
0: Okay. All right. (laughs)
2: Listening to the Drink of Ages radio show. Our guest this week is Seth Ernest from Copperhead Brewery of Conroe. And man, about to come up on the three-year anniversary party happening, uh, man, this weekend. Yep, Sunday. Sunday. So, uh, yeah, uh, you can go online, still get your tickets. So how about VIPs? I know you had the VIP tickets, and
3: we did that for the King of Terrors thing, the anniversary thing. That was just uh, glassware and bottles.
2: Okay. All right, yeah. The but king of if you, the king of terror thing was uh, was something that I, I really regret.
3: The VIP was like one time only, so th- those those thirteen people that got the the VIP crates like they get to bring that crate back every year and get twelve bottles of King of Terrors for free. So.
2: Now, there, there's something with that, right? Can't they... Is it transferable? No. Like, is the person who bought it
3: has to show up with the crate. And if they, if they miss they, one... If one or the other does not show up, they have to be there together. If they don't, their spot goes up for auction to anyone that is in attendance at that Night of terrors.
2: Did this last time, if I remember correctly, wasn't there somebody that had moved out of town or something? and then did,
3: There was a guy that actually moved to Colorado, yeah. and uh, people were like he's not gonna show up he absolutely he checked that thing (laughs) brought the crate back straight off the flight i'm pretty sure he like he ubered to the brewery like straight off the plane like he showed up at like nine o'clock i think wow and uh there was another guy that didn't show up until almost 11 and like people were like getting antsy and like oh there's one guy because we had a we had like a chalkboard and like we had one through 13 and when one of them would show up, we would X out the number. Gotcha. So there was like one until like 11 o'clock and we're like, Oh, it didn't show up. And I'm like, he's got until midnight. And then I started like looking through the list and it was a guy I know. And I'm like, trust me, he's showing up. He's going to he, be here. he already said he's on his way. I'm sorry to crush your like hopes here. But... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh man. That was, that, that was such a cool idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like we do our mug club here at the pub, and it, it it's done really well. Our lifetime memberships, uh, but it just it just creates this whole new environment and world, you know, within whatever it is that that's, that like you're doing over there. So you have the 13 of them that, that people are stalking that and waiting for the next release to see if <laughs> anything is gonna change. I may be one of them. <laughs> it's like. Ugh. Like I said, you know, you don't live life with too many regrets, but that would have been a fun one to have because that is, that is a hell of a beer. I think we did the math. Like,
3: if you make it to year three, you're you're actually positive after that. If they're, I don't know what the price per bottle is, whatever it works out to. Like after year two, you're pretty much broken even. Year three, you're positive. So, uh, if they all show up this year, then, you know, they've they've gotten more than their money's worth so far.
2: Um, for the anniversary party, it happening Sunday, August 26th. Uh, man, I'm just looking over the tap list that you posted online. And the Copperhead 3, which you actually brought a bottle of that. I did. And I think we should probably, you know, let's save that for the fourth segment so we can like finish it. S- sneak peek before yeah, the... Uh... 12.4% ABV. So it has it has a little bit of oomph to it scratch. yeah, you know So you, it would actually go very well with his crack over here, his peanut butter filled pretzels. <clears throat> uh, yeah, big Belgian Imperial Chocolate Stout, and that's one of the styles that that you've you've done a whole lot more than anybody else is like this Belgian styles.
3: Yeah, I wanted to incorporate that because we're kind of known for Belgian things and then high ABV stuff. That's kind of our our little niche thing and uh i wanted to try to combine both and that kind of came about because uh years and years ago uh a guy that started his own brewery that worked at st arnold with me introduced me to a beer called black albert i don't
2: think i've ever heard though
3: uh it's a it's a really big it's like i don't know 13 something percent belgian imperial stout yeah and uh I want to say it was at one of the company Christmas parties. He brought a bottle of it in, and, like, it wasn't for all, like, like a small group of us, like, separated from the, the Christmas party, and then uh, we had some really cool beers we shared, but that one, like, stuck out to me, and I was like, okay, really big stout, but it still has, like, the Belgian yeast flavor. Like, it works if it's done right, and yeah. that was always, like, one of the things that I've never seen anybody else do it, and I was curious since we've we've got the big stouts and belgian stuff down like all right our anniversary beer needs to combine it's Time both. to make a
2: baby so yeah
3: <laughs> that was the that was the challenge and uh it uh we pop it open later we'll uh, we'll see what you think about it
2: uh yeah it's it's like, like big belgian beers uh or it's the Belgian yeast, I guess, is what you're using, now, yeah, right? Yeah, the same so, yeast we use for Medusa. For Medusa, uh, you, know, you get some of the characteristics that that yeast will produce. You know, just just uh, some a little bit of slight bubble gumness. Uh, a uh, little bit of cloviness. Uh, what else comes with, with Belgian? Medusa's
3: yeast is really heavy on the... with uh, like bananas. Plum, plum cherry, plum. Okay. raisin, that kind of...
2: Raisin. Dark that's, fruits. That's dark fruits. That's the words yeah. I'm looking for. I said bananas. That's <laughs> not a dark fruit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah... Uh, yeah the dark fruit so uh man that absolutely could work or it does work very well with With a big uh, stout chocolatey good roasted chocolate
3: cocoa nibs too like Mm -hmm. it it's a it's a pretty big it would work well as like a a big dessert beer for sure
2: and yeah you mentioned medusa Mm -hmm. and so on the list here you have the cherry medusa from last year
3: yep 2017 keg of that's gonna be on tap it probably won't be there very long that beer kind of got a a following too it was uh we took a tank of Armadusa medusa and then added i don't know i want to say it was 50 or 60 gallons of uh uh tart cherry puree to it while it was fermenting and uh that beer was the result and it uh it turned out pretty damn good we it's had gotten better over time too like we
2: had a keg here of that really i feel like we did probably
3: some of the kegs did go out
2: yeah yeah it was cherry Medusa, and it was you know one of the few kegs that we've had not by choice you know uh, from you guys yeah. but that that we've had on and and it and and i remember I remember drinking it and it was like oh this would have been should have been one that we should have held on to, yeah I mean it, it was good it was but good it French, was one but that it was just definitely a whole, got better over time for sure yeah.
3: like uh, the one that's gonna be on tap, this since it's, it's, it's aged for about a year, a little over maybe it's it's drinking really, really the last bottle that I opened at least it was uh it was really tasty.
2: Uh another no, of course black venom, but the bourbon barrel black venom with coffee. So district roasters they're in Tombaugh. Yeah. And so using a local coffee company and then I mean how big bourbon barrel black venom with coffee. Yep. That's a pick me up right there. That's, you know, you start, I'm I'm thinking, I'm just going to pretty much work down this list from the top all the way down, like start heavy and work to the light. So the way that, um, you know, kind of opposite of what like most people do, they're like, oh, we're going to start off. Let's start out with the um, Chardonnay Barrel Sidewinder Saison. It's like, no, I probably need to finish with that one. That way, you know, just start with the big heavy. Yeah. And then, then work my way up instead of working my way down. Yep. But the yeah, so the Black Venom. Uh, tell me about that beer real quick.
3: Uh, it's our regular Imperial Stout, but uh, somehow I was able to get my hands on uh, uh, MB Roland Bourbon Barrel from one of the Houston Bourbon Society, one of their single barrel picks from MB Roland. I think they did two of them. I got one of the empty barrels from that somehow, uh, and I so put Black score. Venom in it. Yeah, it was a uh, it was pretty cool. It was like, hey. I'll totally put a beer in that. And, uh, um, our friends at district roasters, I was like, all right, it can't just be like, if it's one barrel, it's gotta be something different or special. Cause we just did the, the Jack Daniels barrel age black venom, which was really good too. We wanted to do something different. So, uh, we sat down with the guys from district roasters and, uh, he sampled five or six different coffees that he had. And, uh, we tried it with, uh, barrel age black venom side-by-side side and would sample and, like, kind of compare notes and, and pick the coffee that we thought would pair well with that a was bourbon this, barrel. We just pour, like,
2: a whole flight and just start adding coffee, different amounts of coffee to each one? We would
3: actually, like, French press different varieties. We'd pour little samples and then, like, just kind of take a sip of each uh-huh. and just see, like, if the flavors would blend or if they would clash or... And there was a couple of varieties that were like, oh, nope, don't like that. But there was a couple that we had to we had to go back and revisit like a a week later and uh, kind of narrowed it down by process of elimination. It took I don't know two or three weeks to come up with the coffee for that one, but uh, it uh, it worked. It's uh, it is definitely coffee coffee forward.
2: I was just given a nice little gift from uh, our friends in the Caribbean nice. down there, and yes, looking forward to. Some of these, uh, partigas.
3: That's so, good stuff.
2: Yes. And that would actually go very well with exactly what we're talking about <laughs> right now. <laughs> it would, definitely.
3: So. But yeah, it was, uh, one bourbon barrel is 53 gallons. There's three pounds of coffee that got put in that barrel.
2: <laughs> that, that, that's the pick me up that I'm looking for right in the middle of, uh, this lineup right there. So. Let's take a break because I think we're both getting too low on beer. So we'll get right back. We'll talk more at Copperhead Brewery, Seth Ernest, and Drink of Ages. We'll be right back.
3: Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple suppliers for your branded merchandise? Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cass Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drake of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out at CassBranding.com.
2: We are back. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show here on ESPN 97.5, and I'm John Denman. Your your host, DJ e. Musgras, the producer, and our guest this week is Seth Ernest from Copperhead Brewery, and we're talking about anniversary party coming up Sunday. So, I mean, if you're listening and just check out Copperhead Brewery. If you never had any of their beers, I mean, come by Drink of Ages Pub. We have several of them on tap. Come taste them, come sample them, and make the quick trip up to Conroe on Sunday. August 26th to, uh, man, celebrate three freaking years of doesn't, having a brewery.
3: Doesn't seem like it's been that long, but, yeah,
2: three years. I can only imagine, like, like yeah, I look at my kids now, and they're, uh, you know, like, big, tall, grown, all this and stuff, and it's like, like I remember them just being little like, like it was last year. Yeah, so it's kind of, it's, it's just weird how how fast time actually goes. Like, as a kid, you know, my grandparents are always, oh, you know, time goes by really fast. John, you know, they give you these big things about time yeah, and yeah. how fast and how fast you've grown up, and you turn around and you look, and, you know, and now all of a sudden the kids are grown and all that. And, but, man, it's true. I don't know what, what what's happened, but... It
3: is. Like, once it hits a certain point, like, all of those things actually are true, but prior to that, you're like, nah, there's no way. And then one day you're like, wow, like three years just went by three years what? just
2: went by and yeah, you know, it's like every day you're doing something you're thinking about what's going on that day and so forth but then when you realize it's been a thousand of those days it's like <laughs> well hold on a second man how did how did they, how did we get here so quickly I mean that's great I mean the same situation I mean you'll be celebrating your five year you know then all of a sudden you'll look you are be like man it's been ten years just, it's fun man it's very cool It'd be cool to like fast forward
3: this same situation, but it's for ten years. Just to, uh, it'll just probably happen peek sooner in. than we think.
2: Yeah, but just just uh, it'd be fun just to be able to peek in and just see what's going on. Like, not not skip all these years and just be there, but just to peek in and go, man. I don't know if I'd want to see it though. But the problem is, I'll probably peek in, and this place will be a dry cleaners. they will be like, <laughs> wait a minute, where's my bar? <laughs> it's it's gone. What happened to me? Like, oh, John, you killed over after eating a uh, chicken wing challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and you died that night. <laughs> it was, that, was like, that was like nine and a half years ago. I'm like, wait a minute. I only have six months to live. No more wings. <laughs> no more wings. Well, you know what? It's, it's something that – and then like the, I'll be like, okay, I swear off. I'm never eating chicken wings again. And then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'll be like, you know what sounds good today? Chicken wings. <laughs> Yeah, oh well. yeah, that's a movie for you right there. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah we, we've been going down the list, you know, talking about the Belgian Imperial Chocolate Stout, uh, 12.4% that you guys have, the Cherry Medusa is going to be there, the Bourbon Barrel Black Venom with coffee from District Grocers there in Tombaugh, the Alpha Serpentis Galaxy and Comet, super dry hopped, just juicy, delicious, very nice, easy drinking beer.
3: Yes, that one will be back. I don't think that one's – we only get galaxy hops once a year, so that one hasn't been around for a while. But uh, I love galaxy, so uh, I wanted to kind of showcase that. Comet got thrown in there just to kind of fit the Alpha Serpentis and the way it got its name. Like It's a constellation. Right. There's a constellation of a snake called Serpens, the brightest star in it. It's called Alpha Serpentis. Just tried to fit the theme, and I was like, well, Galaxy and Comet. Comet's kind of citrusy. It should work, and the blend actually works really well, even though the names kind of fit, too. It turned out to be really good.
2: Yeah, that that, that is a good beer. And so looking forward to try that one. And then the Chardonnay Barrel Sidewinder Saison. So that's, like I said, we're gonna like, I'm going to go straight. I'm going to start with the Imperial Chocolate Stout at 12.4 and work my way to the nice, easy-drinking Saison.
3: Sounds like a plan.
2: And then, um, probably take a nap in the back. Um, you
3: might need to go back to the, the barrel edge coffee stout, like <laughs> as much <laughs> yeah. coffee's in it. Like that might be a like a little uh, little booster there.
2: A little extra pick me up. <laughs> no, that's exact little shots of it, just like espresso. And some of those coffee stouts, uh, they, there's enough coffee in there that it actually does work. Eureka Heights did their two year anniversary party this last weekend. Yeah. And they had their variation uh, and went on with a coffee one that was yeah, it was really good. Um, strong coffee, good strong coffee taste. Uh, and so I, I'm a big fan of coffee beers. I think they are very good. When, uh, yeah, yeah. The, man, who, I'm drawing a blade now, that they did a coffee cream ale.
3: Coffee, cream, ale.
2: And it was like, that sounds really, it was Buffalo Bayou, yeah. Yeah, and that was, uh, yes, Wake and Bake. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Same Uh, thing.
3: Like, I was like, that sounds familiar. That sounds very familiar. Buffalo Bayou, yeah. Yeah,
2: Wake and Bake. That was one that, it was like, man, uh, coffee and a cream ale. We'll have to see how that works out. And it it turned out very, very tasty. One of our
3: friends actually, uh, I guess he has family in Arizona. Uh, there's a brewery there that cans a beer called Coffee Kolsch. It does not sound very appealing based on the name Coffee Kolsch, but uh, it, it it actually it lives up well. to it. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. It's very... And it pours out looking like a Kolsch, but it has this really smooth, like, light roast coffee, and then uh, I think they actually add, like, vanilla beans to it, so it's it's... It's got this, like, coffee vanilla sweetness smooth. It doesn't resemble a Kolsch at all, but I guess, like, they just like alliteration and coffee Kolsch. Yeah. Uh, I guess the Kul- their Kolsch was the base for it, but it actually worked really well. Uh, every time he goes there, he brings back a couple six-packs for us. Like, it's uh, it's one of Alicia's favorite beers, but, like, I was, like, skeptical at first. I'm like, mmm, there's no way coffee in a Kolsch works. Sorry. It's not possible. And then, like... I popped a can and tried it, and I was like, wow, okay. All right, you All know, right. it doesn't smell it bad.
2: <laughs> they figured it out.
3: <laughs> yeah. It works.
2: A nice balance. Yeah, it's, uh, coffee and beer is, is really, really tasty. I know we, we've we done it here. We have black hole coffee on nitro. And so what we'll do is, um, yeah, certain things. It's just like, man, you know what would be good in this? A shot of black hole coffee. <laughs> and so we do those types of uh, mixes up here those that's blends. a newer
3: coffee place isn't
2: it? Uh, Black Hole we've had them on uh, for like the last couple of years here. they're right here in Montrose area okay. by St. Thomas University and it's just I mean Coldbrook I on think I've driven
3: past the place but I've never been there yet I need yeah. to check it out
2: yeah cold on Nitro it's a wonderful thing people come in and they'll be like Give me, the, give me a, a pint. It's like, are you wanting to just not sleep for the next week? <laughs> a pint of a it? A pint, yes. Wow. And they will sit there and just sip on a pint while they're doing something, like during the day, like up here working wow. and stuff. They will sip on a whole pint. It's like, man, well, your afternoon, evening is set. Yeah. Good and like strong.
3: Three in the morning and they'll still be like, why eyed. I...
2: Need to get stuff done. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah, so Copperhead Brewery, Seth Ernest is our guest. We're sitting here at Drink of Ages Pub and talking about the three-year anniversary party happening Sunday, August 26th. Um, kind of just going down on the list. So, I mean, have you tasted the Chardonnay Barrel Sidewinder Saison yet? You have, have you? it on
3: tap here right now.
2: I know. I haven't even tasted it yet. <laughs> you
3: haven't? Oh. No,
2: I haven't tried it yet. It's,
3: uh, it's I'm good. sure you tried
2: it, but it's good, yeah. uh, I guess that's what I asked. But no, I haven't tried it yet. Now, when I get here, uh, I just strike our IPA, and that's what I've been ah, through the whole show. Ah, that's
3: the go-to then, yeah. Yeah. Um, it turned out really good. The base saison's just kind of dry, citrusy, spicy. And I wanted to do a barrel-aged beer that was, like, opposite end of the spectrum from what they normally are. Most people, it's just you know bourbon barrel stouts. And that's, that's good. I like bourbon barrel stouts. They're great. I just wanted to show, like, what... A barrel-aged beer could be, so I went opposite end of the spectrum, like saison, light-bodied, light color. You know, white wine, Chardonnay barrel. Did that. I think they sat in the sat in the barrels for six and a half months. Oh wow! Uh, And I was like, all right, summertime. This will be perfect for this to hit because it's it's got like the dry, spicy citrus, and then it picked up like this kind of apple, pear, and uh, a more dryness from the barrel. And it kind of blends together, and it's a really, really good summertime beer.
2: Well, I know we've been talking about opening up that uh Copperhead 3, but I think since I'm empty with this one, I'm gonna go and fill up some of that because, like I said, I haven't tried it yet. And yeah, we even have it on top here at the pub.
3: Well, there you go. (laughs)
2: Thanks for pointing that out. Southern, this is uh, Brewery is hanging out, and um, we're going to take a quick break, refill some beers, and before we do, I want to talk about Thistle Draft Shop. there on 2920 up in spring. It's a cool place. It's a very, it's a fantastic place. Uh, man, how many, what do they have, 60 taps? 60 taps. 60 taps up there, uh kick-ass menu. It takes like five minutes to decide on what kind of beer you want, because you're like, wow. It's a lot. There's a lot to choose from. And not only that, they have the coolers where you can just like build your six packs, take some to go, drink yeah. them there, the whole thing. Uh, they have chicken wings.
3: <laughs> they do. You need to stay away, though. Yeah,
2: they have chicken wings, uh, good chicken wings. But if you haven't been up there, check them out. They're just located on 2920, and man, you definitely need to go by and check out some Thistle Draft Shop, because not only do they have excellent brews, but supporting the craft beer community in Houston, you also can go there and eat some delicious food. So check them out, stop by, and uh, tell Mary and the gang up there that, uh, tell them hello, and drink a pint. All right, drink a bit, we'll be right back. My favorite places to have a pint, eat some food and enjoy the big deck, Platypus Brewing. Sean is joining me and Sean, what makes Platypus special? Yeah, hi John. Look, uh, Platypus Brewing, it's brewed with Texan heart and Australian soul. Our philosophy, quality, creativity and passion. Look, uh, enjoy a handcrafted beers served with our extensive food menu and uh, don't forget the great choice of Australian wines. Our tap room is open seven days a week. Besides your... Uh, Besides your core beers, what should people be drinking? Yeah, good question, John. Uh, look, we have a regular rotating seasonal menu. It includes our current Houston Hoppy Hooch Hazy IPA. We've got the uh, Ole Chit Mexican Lager and uh, we can't forget the Mother Pucker Tangerine Berliner Weiss. Uh, topped off with our uh, trusty Bourbon Barrel Age Chain Rattler Imperial Stout. It's look, a wide selection of handcrafted beers for all pallets. Well, stop by Platypus Brewing on Washington Avenue, just a stone's throw from downtown, and, man, enjoy some good pints and some great food. of ages we are back we're sitting over here at drink of ages pub 1005 wall drive and now i did switch to the chardonnay barrel sidewinder from carpethead brewery which is our guest Seth Ernest is here celebrating their three-year anniversary this weekend and man this is this is this is pool time right here this is really good
3: it definitely fits the summertime beer style category
2: we're about to switch it do a complete 180. You can go to the dark side. To go to the dark side for the Copperhead 3, uh, which, I have to say, his bottles look really good. Labels are, are amazing looking. The girl uh, that
3: does our artwork is awesome. Uh, we've used her from the beginning. Uh, we're going to use her as long as she wants to do artwork for us.
2: I definitely would. Because, yeah, no, this look really, really good. The Stryker cans. I remember the first time that I saw the Stryker cans, I think I sent you a text. Yeah. And was like, man, this is a good-looking can. Because how nicely it pops out. I can smell this from a foot away as I pour.
3: <laughs> look how thick it is, though.
2: This beautiful Imperial Chocolate Stout 12.4% ABV. So let's talk about this for a minute. This is the anniversary beer. Yes, sir. Uh, you, of course, wanted to go big for this one, and you, you achieved that. I had to, yeah. Let's pass these on to the table over here. While you, you know, just tell us about this beer a little bit.
3: So this is uh, what we decided to go with for our anniversary beer. So since we're uh, we're kind of known for Belgian beers and big high ABV beers. So I wanted to try to combine the two and this is kind of the result. But I couldn't like just leave it at that, so we had to age it on cocoa nibs too. so
2: just to add a little extra to it. All right, let's see. Thank you, brother. This is going to be a good day.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's going to be a real good day over there. Oh, that chocolate. The, the good old Funk Fest glass, my scratch. That was a good day, too.
3: Uh, giant Imperial Stout bass ferment it with a Belgian yeast and then age it on some cocoa nibs there's more to it than that but that's that's basically what the what the idea was thank you
2: 12.4% so you know it's, a, it's an easy drinker to go along with the saison yeah you know, all day pool definitely. pool pounder <laughs> it'll be passed it out
3: by like noon
2: yes yeah, no, this is this is really good. <laughs> yeah,
3: 10.30, maybe.
2: Uh, anniversary party happening Sunday. I mean, this is this going to be on tap? Is going to have it on tap and have bottles to go, or how is this going to work out?
3: Uh, I'm betting that most of the 750 bottles, ooh, they'll all be sold out. There's probably going to be some four-packs that will be left. We're going to do more four-packs than the 750 bottles, but it'll be on tap. Uh, a couple of the kegs might actually be available for distribution, so you, you might be able to get a keg. I know keg a keg guy here. with
2: a bar. You <laughs> might be able to get one here. You'll see. You put it on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it'd be great to get some of your beer distro to us, man. That'd be... It's
3: probably easier now.
2: Yeah. it would be, it'd be actually pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, we'd love to carry copperhead beer here. I mean, the stuff, the stuff is just really good. And what we have, I said, right now you can come get the Chardonnay on tap, the Saison, the Stryker IPA, which I think you mentioned earlier was like your bestseller.
3: Yeah, Striker's our our bestselling beer. Uh, pretty big, pretty hoppy beer, but it's still balanced. It's easy to drink. Lots of citra hops. That's the main hop that's in it. But it's just a good go-to if you like hops it's just a good beer it fits that fits that that need
2: it works really well uh but this one this is another on hand this is why we saved this one for the last segment because uh 12.4 percent you know it's 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 we, we finish shows sometimes this, where the, this beer is broken down in the third segment.
3: This could do some damage. The
2: fourth segment is usually. If
3: you started with this. This segment right now would not be happening. We would
2: have made an amazing show. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest with ourselves. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been great. Yeah, and I'm, I'm super excited for you, man. Uh, three years, that's that's definitely a feat. I mean, you know where you are. Half-ass at this point, right? I mean, I know that's a very easy statement to make, but you know where where you fit into the markets, and yeah. uh, you know you know what kind of beer you're making, and you know how you know, your approach to the whole beer scene in Houston is now, and and then now at this point, uh, you know, like looking forward, new distributor and new possibilities. I mean, uh, what, what's going to be the goal? Like going from okay, we year three. Where are we going to be at year five?
3: That's uh, that's an unknown at this point. I don't know. Uh, with the new distributor, it's pretty much like we're starting over. So there's no track record, there's nothing to, to base it on. So I, I don't know.
2: Uh, Just I keep do making do a, beer.
3: Yeah, I'll keep doing my thing. And uh, I'm betting that you'll be able to find it in more places now than you could before.
2: I I have to agree with that. Yes, <laughs> yes uh, I'm looking forward to seeing your beer. It's a pretty safe bet there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing your beer in, in more places around around Houston area and Conroe, Galveston. Uh, that because I mean we we as many breweries as has popped up lately. I mean we're still an underserved market, and the breweries that are making which we have so you many of know, them that are making good beers. But like you guys, man, there's just a place. There's a lot of taps top walls that need to have some copperhead on them there is i I think it's gonna start happening pretty
3: soon if not already happening right now
2: uh copperhead brewery three-year anniversary party is happening this sunday august 26th so uh just go and plan your day go up there check them out try some beers help celebrate with seth and the whole gang up there and uh, man, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I figure that as, as I'm drinking this little over 12% beer, we probably should start wrapping up the show. Because <laughs> at some point, I have to mention a few people. And, and that's usually when Muskrat is like, let's start over. <laughs> so. Take two. Take two. Take four. OK, I'll do it, <laughs> you know, kind of thing.
3: Only one more take, I swear. I got this one.
2: Yeah, Whoa! Well, I got it. <sighs> Now this is fantastic, and man, we will see. You, we'll see you Sunday.
3: I hope so. Yeah. All
2: right. I'll I Appreciate you coming and hanging out, Seth. Yeah. Uh, another beer, another brewery we want to talk about real quick. That I'm sure if you walked in any grocery store lately, you've seen Hatch chilies everywhere, and no labels. What the Hatch? It's so though per- they're pale. Peril- peril. You see, this is what happens, Seth. So the Pell horse, <laughs> Pell L. and then they roast all his hatch chilies and they blend it in so it gives you just this nice little hobby, little uh, spicy bite to it, man, that pairs well with, I mean, chicken wings. Yeah, it's, 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 they all may be the death of me, but everything's coming back to chicken wings. I think I'm hungry, man. I was going to say like, maybe like Mexican food, chips and salsa,
3: that could work too. It would
2: work as well. Yeah, pretty much anything that goes with a little spice would be good uh yeah the other night i'll, I'll tell the story real quick um i was laying in bed and just uh coming up with a, a lot of different ideas of different things it's like why isn't there a 24-hour chicken wing stand in houston <laughs> i mean you know how, how amazing that would be a 24-hour drive-through chicken wing stand there there may be uh, up in new york maybe buffalo new york i don't know but that's that to me someone needs to make that and yeah. You know, that probably would be the reason why I only live for six more months. <laughs> every night, late-night chicken wings stuff. to stop. open
3: one next to a brewery and brew pad. Put one next to every one.
2: Put one right next door. Just have a 24-hour Buffalo Wing food truck parked right outside of every brewery. That's a million-dollar idea. Um, yeah, just all I ask is for 3% of all profits for <laughs> putting the idea out there. And, but, no, go get some no-label brewing. And, actually, the podcast that we uh, after the show airs friday tonight uh, we upload it on drinkofages.com we put it on itunes for everybody that missed tonight's show they can go listen to it later on whenever they feel like it and that is sponsored by no label brewing so check them out grab some what the hatch and man everybody be safe out there and we'll talk to everyone next week